Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. Um, got a great guest this week. We've got Neil Napier um, joining us, and Neil's going to be talking about his products and a number of other things. It's going to be fascinating. And I've got my great co-host here, Cindy Nickerson. Uh, would you like to quickly introduce yourself, Cindy? Hi, everyone. It's Cindy from thecoursewhisperer.co, where I help entrepreneurs create uh, their online course. And Neil, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to listeners and viewers? Absolutely. So this is Neil Napier, and uh, we too help people turn what they know, their knowledge, into something they can sell. That sounds fascinating. And before I hand it over to Cindy, um, I just want to quickly talk about one of our great sponsors. Um, we really appreciate. And that's WP Fusion. And what is WP Fusion? Well, if you've got a WordPress-powered membership website or learning management system and you want to put it on steroids, this is this is the product for you. Basically, it enables your WordPress website to really totally integrate with your CRM. Uh, example, Active campaign, um, obviously, is a number of them like Drip and a number of others. And um, WP Vision communicates with almost 40 of the CRM systems. And what, like what I said, it enables them to really communicate with these systems so you can really plan custom drip marketing campaigns and other optimization processes on your website to a level which would be unachievable without WP Fusion. Um, the other factor is if you go to the WP Fusion website and there will be links in the show notes, um, they have offered us, offered us an exclusive deal to WP Tonic and our listeners and viewers. And that's if you go to the website and you decide to buy one of their packages and you put in the coupon code WP Tonic or uppercase one word, you will get 25% off any of their packages. And that is an exclusive deal for WP Tonic listeners and viewers. So I suggest you should get over there quick and take advantage of this fantastic offer. So I'm now going to send this interview over to Cindy and off you go, Cindy. Thank you, Jonathan. Hello, Neil. Thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate you coming online. Of course, I'm happy to be here, Cindy. Coming all the way from Finland. So it's a little bit later where you are. So uh, I've been watching you for a while, Neil, in the work that you're doing with Kaivio and your more recent work. And I've been really impressed with, you know, the community you're building and, and the support that you give to them. So can you just tell us a little bit more about what Kaivio is and, and how you help your customers? Sure. So uh, me and my business partner discussed this some time ago. We thought about what is our why? What's our mission there? And uh, we are leaning more towards this, this, knowledge, this shift, mentality shift in, uh, the, in the people in helping to get them from just knowing things or just doing things into actually creating and selling those things. So being not just being consumers, but also being creators and actually monetizing what they know. 
And that's been our core focus for quite some time now. And Kaivio as a platform and MyFest Thousand as a community gives us exactly that. So Kaivio is a platform that helps business owners build their funnels, membership sites, send out marketing emails all from one place. And even if they want to have affiliates and manage those affiliates, they can do that as well from within the platform. And MyFest Thousand is a community that complements what we do with Kaivio, where our goal, our actual goal is to help a thousand people get to their first thousand dollars with the power of membership sites. So we do a lot of free training within this group. We recently had a five-day live training series. And on one of those days, Ryan Dice came in and shared how he runs a half a million dollar per month uh, membership site. So that's our goal to inspire people, to give them tips and techniques that they can use to build courses, to sell courses, and lead a comfortable life by doing so. Awesome. That's, I, I love how you've kind of pivoted slightly in terms of the work that you're doing. Now, what, what was it that made you want to do this slight pivot to kind of really focus on helping your clients get their first thousand? Was it, was it um, from the customers or was it just a difference that you were finding from a business strategy? Um, it was more of a business strategy thing because truth be told, you know, we got a lot of sales with Kaivio and some of them churned out as it happens because it's a monthly platform. And we asked them, you know, why aren't you utilizing it to the full? Why did you stop paying? And most of them said, I don't quite know how to sell my course or like I have all these ideas. I don't know what to do with it. So we realized that, you know, if you truly want to help people, just giving them a platform is not enough. We should go beyond that and also give them training that they can use and create things with. And since then, you know, we've noticed as well, honestly speaking, that our churn rate has gone down too. And people are now more willing to learn and implement as they go along. And so why did you decide to focus on the my first thousand in terms of the first thousand dollars you earned from the membership site? So we were thinking about branding quite a bit because I think branding, as long as you have something catchy, something good, it sticks. And, uh, you know, first I came up with the idea that, hey, I want to help a thousand people make money online. But my business partner, Stephen, he said, it's a little bit too self-centered. Let's try and make it more about them. So I said, okay, well, I want to help them make money. And he said, how much? I said, I want to help people who were like me five years ago, who just wanted to, wanted to validate the idea that they can do it too. I want to help them because I see myself in them. So we decided that, you know, a thousand is a good starting point. And uh, we also talked to a few people. We did a discovery call with them and we asked them, what would a thousand dollar mean to you? And, you know, it's interesting uh, because uh, some people in the US or in Europe, they would say a thousand dollars is okay. You know, it'll pay for my holiday or I can do this couple of other things. But then we talked to people in Asia or Latin America and we asked them, what would a thousand dollar be for you? And they said it would be really, really big because that's what people make here in three months. And then we realized that, you know, money means different to everyone. But if you create a group centered around results, focus, what you want people to get, for them, it'll mean, you know, making first thousand dollars. But eventually they'll say, okay, my first thousand is now about getting my first thousand subscribers so or, or members. So it's always a goal that you keep on kind of moving forward. And that way you always keep on looking at the next thing you want to do. Yeah, no, that's great because I, I also imagine that the the first thousand is kind of getting that momentum going as well. Is if you can get to a thousand, then getting to the next the next uh, barrier is so much easier. But it's that initial support that they need to get up and running and the help um, in terms of uh, what kind of things they need to know at that particular level. So, so that being said, what what do you find? You know, clients who are 
working towards getting their first thousand, what are, what kinds of things do you help them with or what kind of support do they need? Sure. So I'll be honest, the biggest challenge, and I've done a few calls about this with them as well. The biggest problem or challenge that they have is the confidence issue. So they feel that their idea is not worthy enough or they don't know enough to teach someone else or no one's going to pay them a hundred dollars to learn from them. And I find that, you know, that's a mental obstacle that's holding a lot of people back. So a lot of things we do inside the group is about breaking that barrier. A lot of uh, posts that we make inside the group is about sharing success stories of people who come from, you know, difficult places. And, you know, these people are Kaivio customers or people I work with or some are really successful people. And we share these inspiring stories to show people that it can be done, that regardless of what their current state is or state of mind is, they can break through these barriers and do it. And once they overcome this, then, of course, you have more technical challenges. Like, you know, if I don't have a market in mind, what market should I go after? Or how should I decide my customer avatar? Or how should I think about, you know, positioning my product? Or should it just be one course or should it be a complete offer? So all those things are things that we answer sporadically within the group. We have some pre-recorded training already available there. For example, the live interview with Ryan Dice is also in that group already. But people can go in and they can kind of learn the bare necessities that they need to build a membership site and then drive traffic to it. So we provide right. the old information for free. That's great. And it's so funny how mindset just keeps coming up again and again and again. And, you know, when I first started in this entrepreneurial world, never even thought about that. I was more worried about the website and everything. But again, <laughs> same thing for me in terms of working with clients. It's, uh, it's often the mindset that holds them back. And the ones that are successful are the ones that just do it anyway. <laughs> and they just yeah. move forward and figure it out as they go. Um, so do you have an example, like a, 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 a story that you can share of somebody who did overcome that with uh, the work that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I recently did an interview with a customer from Venezuela. And I mean, you know, Venezuela is in kind of a difficult state at the moment with their finances and whatnot. And I really, I mean, when he told me that he's from there, I piqued my interest because I was interested in how he's faring as well at the moment. And uh, he said it was quite big for him in construction, you know, back in the day when everything was booming, everything was good. He was making a lot of money with that. But as the economy started to shrink, like he had to apply his trade elsewhere. But doing so in a shrinking economy is not an easy thing to do. So he turned online and he started learning a lot of new things about marketing and he realized that what he knew about construction or, or working, you know, doing DIY stuff, he could turn that into a course and he could teach other people. So he turned around and I think within the last 12 months or so, he's made $30,000. And, you know, 30000 might be a small number for, again, people in the US or, you, you know, Europe. It might be a little bit under a year's worth of salary, but for him, it's a lot of money. And I think he's using that now in a way to inspire other people as well, to show them that they can also make it online just by transferring their skills, what they know, into something they can teach other people. Yeah, it's amazing how that can be done with membership sites, for sure. So um, can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, um, some of the mistakes people make when they first are starting out with their membership sites or their courses that they're creating? Yeah, um, so I'm going to give you two examples here because I think they stand out. One of them is uh, from someone who I was talking with who has made $1,000 as well, even before he got into the group. And I asked him, you know, he told me, Neil, this is like really good training. I enjoyed it. And I just want to let you know that I made my first $1,000 already, but I'm looking forward to make the next one. And I'm like, great. What did you think about the training? He said, I've been doing this since March. And I have to say that I learned everything with hidden trial. 
And uh, I made a lot of mistakes along the way as well. So I didn't choose the right platform or I didn't uh, have the right sequence for when I was launching the product. I didn't build a list. I didn't build a community. So he said, but now I know all of this. I can focus my efforts into doing this and make it work. So that's the first example. Second example is of another student who used to be um, in healthcare. And uh, she quit that. And for the last 10 years, she's been teaching other people healthcare locally. And uh, recently, about six months or so ago, she decided to build a course. And, you know, she was kind of hesitant coming in into the group. She said that, am I really going to get value out of this? I already have my course. I know what I'm doing. And we said, you know, that's perfectly fine. Hopefully you get some value out of it. Just watch the trainings. And she did. And she realized that she had a lot of gaps in that because she, even though she was already selling a few copies of her course every month, she still didn't know what her market was because she was selling to anyone who would buy. She didn't know her customer avatar. And so that, that way she couldn't really scale this up because she didn't know what kind of traffic she wanted. So I think with a lot of people, I find that it's, it's good to go in head first. And I mean, I always say that, you know, imperfect action is better than uh, perfect inaction. So it's good to go in head first. But once you've done that, you got to come back out again and you have to reevaluate and see what are the missing gaps and slowly start filling them in. Just because you've made money or you've done a course, it's not enough to say that you're going to continually sell it. But if you do get your fundamentals right, I think you can do a good job at that as well. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, people talk about it being passive income, but in order for it to be a consistent, ongoing, sustainable thing, you always need to be doing tweaks and, and taking a look at it to see what else you can do to improve it. And um, that also reminds you very quickly about that expression that overnight, you know, I'm, an, I'm a millionaire, but being an overnight millionaire took 10 years to, to, to make, so... Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what are some of the main questions you're getting from these, uh, your, your, your clients that are in your My First Thousand? What kinds of things are they looking to you for advice of? So a lot of them are looking to validate the idea before they finish creating their product. So they already started creating the product. And when they watched the live trainings, they realized they hadn't quite validated the idea. So that's something they keep coming back with. And what I recommend to them in such a case is to build out a sales page, even if it's a small sales page, and target your audience with that. But instead of selling the product, what you can do is, you know, on the buy button, you can clearly write down that uh, this is, you know, we're opening up a beta group for five people only because we need immediate feedback. So the copies might run out. And if it does, we'll let you know in future. So people have to click. And when they click, if you can register that click already, you know that they're interested to buy. And, you know, when they do click, you say, hey, we've just run out, but you can leave your email address here and we'll get in touch with you as soon as we decide to reopen it. And when they leave the email address, they're definitely interested. So if you do that, you can validate the idea even before you've started building out the product, which is something we do. I mean, it really helps because, you know, we have so many ideas, you have hundreds of ideas, but a quick way to test out which one will work the best is just set up a quick sales page. Between writing and designing takes about uh, 12 to 16 hours. And once you push that out to your audience, they'll give you the feedback. So if you get 100 clicks on the page, if five of them click, then you know how much money you can potentially make from that idea. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Validating is so important initial step. And I, I think on your, in your group, the My First Thousand, you, you recently did a Facebook Live on how to actually put that sales page together. Am I correct? So that one's actually tonight. So I'm doing the validation oh, idea tonight. tonight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so stay tuned for that one. Yeah. Um, okay, Jonathan. Thank you, Neil. Jonathan, uh, I'm going to pass it back to you. Um, I'm going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back and we'll be back with this fascinating interview with Neil. We'll be back in a few moments. 
Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back I'm actually going to throw it back to Cindy so she can continue because she seemed to be in full flow there Cindy you want to continue for a little while and I might just jump in Uh, so another thing that I saw in your my first thousand that you were giving advice on was about pricing and I think you have a strategy that you recommend people go through in terms of pricing their courses and membership sites. Maybe you can share some of your thoughts there, Neil, because that's always a burning issue. How much do I charge? It is, absolutely. I mean, one thing I will say to begin with is charge less than what you think your course is worth because that way you're always giving people value. And you can justify it like, you know, if I was to buy this myself, I'd be happy to pay $9.97, but you're getting it for $4.97. So first of all, always pricing it below what you think is worth is a good thing. But more importantly, uh, what I try and tell people is that simply having a product is not enough because a product is actually a starting point. A course is a starting point. What people need beyond that is more help, implementation help, or they could need checklists or templates or some done-for-you things if you can afford to give them that, or group calls or one-on-one calls, whatever you can afford to give. So if you really want to build a good you know, offer, you build a product and then you build other elements around it that will help uh, people overcome any objections or obstacles they have. And as you do that, your valuation goes up as well. So we actually built a calculator. So if people go to myfirsthousand.com slash calculator, you can find the calculator there where you can answer a few questions about your course, about your offer, and it will give you a suggested price. And you know, as I say, price below that, just because that way you can give immense value. But there are a few things I would recommend doing. First of all, look at your competitors. If your competitors are already creating and selling such a course, uh, that will give you some idea. If you feel you don't have competitors, look again. But in case you don't have competitors, I would recommend thinking about how much time you're saving someone by giving them that course. Uh, We had one My First Thousand graduate who came on who did an interview with us. And what he said was that, with this course, what I'm teaching people, when they implement it, they already save like $1,000 every week. So I'm confident of pricing it at $1,000, which it did, which people were happy to pay. So because he just showed them the value of it. Like if you just implement this, you will save $1,000 in your business just by doing this every single week. So that way people said, okay, $1,000 just makes sense. So that's, he based it on the value and that's how he priced it. So there are different ways of doing it. I recommend using a calculator because that takes away the subjectivity that you might have in your mind. And yeah, try that out. So that's interesting because often you'll hear people say charge more than than what you think it is worth. Um, so can you give me a little bit more, you know, um, thought or rationale around why you think you should go less? Sure. I think um, here's the thing. Other than just making money, I'm out there to help as many people as I can. Now, I do think that if I price low, number one, I'll get more customers. If, if all numbers stay intact, I will get more customers because, of course, I'm going lower. And I'll be able to impact on more lives. I'll be able to affect more lives. But 
if you always think about pricing higher, that's, you know, just pricing it higher for the sake of it makes it sound to me like you don't really know the value of what you're doing enough. Pricing higher is okay if it's a service. Like if you are doing um, a done-for-you service for other people and you're charging $1,000 a month and you're oversubscribed, it's okay telling them that, hey, we're going to raise it to $2,000, you know, just so that I have more time to help everyone. But if it's a digital course, if it's something that you don't have to be constantly involved in, it doesn't uh, make a difference if you price it 100 bucks lower because, as I said, you'll get more customers, you'll impact more lives, and you know you might even get more people buying in just because they can afford it and they feel like now it's more of a steal than it was before. So I think pricing lower is not so that you lower the value of your course in your own mind, but that way you're able to justify to others that it's truly worth that much, but you can get it for less. Right. Absolutely. Okay. That sounds good. So in, in terms of, um, now do you advocate for these people when they're starting out with the first thousand that they, that they start out with a course or do you recommend that they start with the membership site or a combination or what, uh, what are your thoughts around, you know, getting started with creating some side of, uh, sort of information product for your clients? So, of course, the very first step, like I keep saying, is a sales phase because you need that just to validate the idea. But once you have that, then it's okay to have a bare bones membership site. You don't need to put too much effort in it in the beginning. I mean, I remember the very first course I recorded was, you know, just me creating mind maps. And I still create mind maps because they're so fast to do. And I just put them out there. Um, so another strategy that I've been using recently, uh, it's called the Invisible Funnel. And the idea with the Invisible Funnel is that you actually sell a course, not just you validate the idea, but you sell a course even before you created it and you create it live. So what happens in that case is say, if I'm going to do a course about, uh, you know, how to, how to play a flute, for example, if that's what the course is going to be about, I'll sell the idea for a dollar and I'll tell people that it's only a dollar. Three days later, we're doing a live webinar and it's going to be a value-packed two, three-hour session. And if you feel that you get enough value out of that, I'm going to automatically charge you $49. But if you feel you didn't, if you feel that's not good enough for you, you let me know and I'll pay you that money back or I'll refund you, I'll cancel, whatever you tell me within the next 24 hours. So we tried that out recently and we had 150 people sign up for a dollar and 100 of them actually showed up live for the webinar, which is a really good show up rate. And about 75 of them stayed till the end. And most of them paid you know, either the full payment or part payment because we had a part payment set up then. And we made about $3,480 or so just from doing that. And I created the product live on call. I mean, again, I said the mind map before, and I did the whole product live on a, on a webinar. And then I later on took it, broke it up into smaller chunks and put it in the members area, I gave people extra templates and checklists so they would stick. And that way I didn't have to work before to sell the idea. Now, if only two people had signed up, I could have said, hey, you know, it's not happening anymore. Something came up. I'm just going to cancel this here's your money back. But because I had the validation and the money, now I had more of an impetus to actually do it. Wow, that's great. That's a good story. Thank you for sharing that. That's an yeah. interesting perspective. Um, so, the, so again, you know, as I've mentioned, I've been following you on Facebook and everything and, and in your group, My First Thousand, and you kind of have been sharing your strategies around your Facebook group in terms of as a way to build your audience mm -hmm. um, in terms of uh, kind of almost using it as an example of what you're doing is something that people can do. So, so can you share some of your strategies that you've been doing in, in your Facebook group to help build that audience? 
Sure. So I think we can all agree that it's easier to retain old customers than get new ones. You know, that just costs more. But if you already have a customer, it's, it's easier to continue talking to them. And when you have something to offer, they're more likely to buy. So we create communities because we feel that it gives me an environment to uh, put what I have in my head out for people for free. I mean, that gives them a lot of value. And again, hopefully one day they purchase something from us. But for people, not only does it give them free content, but also a place where they're like-minded people, where they won't be judged for stupid questions, where they can ask anything they want and they can help each other as well. So if you have a community, you have a place that is your own. I mean, everyone talks about being an expert or they feel like they're not an expert. But trust me, if you have a community of 100 people, for them, you are the expert. When you do a live video, when you post something, they're not going to look at you as a peer. Rather, they're going to look at you as someone who knows more than they do. And that gives you an automatic authority. So I'm always open to showing people in a meta way what I'm doing is something they can do as well. Like they were asking, you're right, they were asking, oh, but you know, if I want to build a community, how should I go about it? I said, look what I did with my first thousand and do the same thing. It just worked. I mean, we built a community of thousand people, I think in a couple of weeks. So if people were to just duplicate what they see being done online, I'm sure they will have a lot of success with it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Just follow what other successful people are doing and use the same, similar strategies and, and they'll work. Um, okay, so here's just another question because, again, yep. you know, we're, we're very philosophically aligned in terms of what content and how it should be structured and everything like that. So, so my, my last question for you is, is around, um, you know, one of the things when people cr- spend all this time create an, creating a course um, and then they sell it and then either people don't complete it or they never come back to it. it, it for me, which says, you know, well, how are you going to get that ongoing, you know, revenue if you can't get the people to stay sort of thing? So what, uh, what, what kind of, because I saw your blog post uh, recently, what are, what are some of your thoughts around, around how to get people once they are in to continue on with the course and complete it? Sure. Um, I'll kind of paraphrase what Ryan Dice said when he was on that session with us. He actually said that building a community, a paid community, really helps people get together in one place. And he said a lot of people, they surveyed them, a lot of people actually stay in the recurring uh, recurring membership group, not because of the content, but because of the Facebook group, because there are 12,000 other people in that group and they get a lot of value. So one thing you can do, you know, once you get big enough is you can add a community element to your course as well. The other thing that I noticed someone else doing, and I was really impressed to the point that we're going to start bringing some of those techniques into Guy Viewers members area as well, that when you finish a course, you know, you get a certificate and there's even a leaderboard, for example. So when you're doing a course, as long as you don't mind being public, your name will be published on a leaderboard if you have finished a course, for example. Then there's also, you know, he said that when you finish this course and it was like a thousand dollar course, he said, I'll send you a handwritten letter with my personal email address that you can contact me anytime you want. So that also made me feel like, you know, he actually cares a lot and he does. So all these kind of personal touches really gives me more incentive to finish a course myself. So I paid for that and I finished the course in three days because I was like, I really want to get that letter with his email uh, because I had some more questions for him uh, in terms of business. So I think um, I, I say this and a lot of people say that my job is selling a course or a membership site access. I don't care if people go through it or not. I do think to an extent as a vendor, it is our responsibility because if if people do go through the course, they will keep coming back. So 
it is your job to, you know, if they haven't logged in a month later, you can email them and say, is everything okay? Is there something I can help you with? Is there any more content you would like? And then that way they give you more ideas for products that they want as well. So it's yeah. a win-win. That's so true. And, and I, I just feel really strongly about creating the quality of the course itself because, you know, any client that I've worked with, their plan hasn't been to just create the one course and be done with it. It's kind of almost been the foundation of this broader offer that they have, whether it's membership sites, whether it's masterminds, it really kind of starts with the course itself from what I've, you know, the clients that I've worked with. And if you don't impress them in that first yeah. stage, then you're not going to get them into the next level. So for me, it's, it, I think it's worthwhile or time well spent to focus on, you know, the quality of that initial course that you put out there so that they keep coming back for more. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great, Cindy. We need to uh, wrap it up for the podcast part of the show, folks. Hopefully Neil will stay with us uh, for another 10 15 minutes, which will be bonus content, which you'll be able to see on the WP Tonic website and YouTube channel. Um, Neil, uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast part of the show. It's been a great discussion. How can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Neil? Sure. Just go to Facebook and search for My First Thousand. Join that group and, uh, you know, we answer questions every day. And it is an absolutely free course. And you can also check out kaivia.com and, uh, you know, see if it's a fit for you. And Cindy, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Cindy? Well, they can always go to the coursewhisperer.co and visit me there. So if anyone's wanting, needing some help to get that course created in a way that will create those raving fans, they can reach out to me there. And if you want to find out more about WP Tonic, go to our website, give us a review on iTunes. You know, we love feedback either on the website, the Facebook page or on iTunes. Um, it really does help the show the more feedback we get from our listeners and viewers. Now, tell us who you would like on the show and interview. Whatever you want to say, we love feedback. So we're going to end the podcast part of the show. Like I say, hopefully Neil's got enough time to have an extension of the discussion. And we'll be back next week with somebody uh, that can give you information, advice on how to build a successful membership learning management system course, WordPress or online marketing in general. We'll be back next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.